Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Too smart enough to know better. It's a podcast of science. It's a podcast of ignorance. And it's a podcast of comedy. I'm Greg Wah. And I'm Dan Beeston. Happy New Year! Oh, I thank you very Woo! much. Happy New Year to you too. Yay, In episode 122 of Smart Enough to Know Better, I will be talking about popcorn. And I will be giving you a whole new organ to put in your body. And we could serve it up on some lovely china. And for God's sakes, humanity, lose some weight. Oh, and by the way, drink Coke. They're not a sponsor. It's actually a a story. They may not be a sponsor after the story. (laughs) And I will be sent back to Moscow in 1400 to pimp some time. Oh, freezing. (laughs) But before we get to that... How has your week in science been? Oh, it's I've had a fantastic time the last time we were on this podcast. I want to tell you a fun little story I discovered. It starts off scientific and then kind of wanders off. There was... <laughs> sounds like our podcast. Yeah, that's right. It's just the best thing in the world. So over my holidays, I've been to Tasmania and to Mona, which is the Museum of New and New and Old Art. And I've been to Goma, which is... Sorry, that's in, in Hobart. And there's one in... I uh, went to Goma, which is the Gallery of Modern Art in Brisbane. And lots of art. Lots of art, which is really good for a science podcast. Did you go to the Canberra one? No. It's called Coma. It's really boring. That's, that's Wow, that's just Canberra, isn't it? Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Take that, capital. Take, take that, yeah, you're boring and people really like you, actually. And everyone thinks that Sydney's the capital. Yes. Yeah, right. you're, you're, you're not valuable to us at all. <laughs> there is a... Where did, these, where did this taxation come from? <laughs> so I've been looking at a lot of art stuff and I discovered a great story. In 2014, there was a new pigment of black created called Vanta Black. And you may have heard about this black. It's the blackest black that's ever been created. Like the disaster area spaceship black? Yes. Well, yes, basically. From the restaurant at the yes, end of the universe. Yeah, they but... paint disaster area ship in like the blackest black. Well, this is. This doesn't absorb light. This is, well, this is 99.6% as good as well, that. No. Totally absorbs light? Totally, yeah, totally absorbs light. Yeah, yes, well, otherwise it doesn't, doesn't reflect light. Yes, it, or, or it becomes like dark matter and doesn't interact with light. But this, so Vanta Black, the real, the real black, absorbs 99.6% of all light that hits it. And when you see it online, it, it's black. Like it looks like a hole on the wall if you have it painted on the wall. What do you mean when you see it online? Well, you see a picture of it. Online, but, but the picture isn't going to show you how black the black is. But it, it, it's only going to show you how black your monitor is. But it also shows you there's no reflections. Nothing bounces off it like from the from. You, it, trust me, you'll see it. You'll know what I mean when you see it. It look it looks like a matte black thing, very very black, like a like a monitor that's off. <sighs> it's not. Anyway, the point here is it's, it's, it's very very black. It's like when you're trying to advertise a 4K telly on yes. like a cathode ray tube, <laughs> and, and you're like, it's Forte Kelly, and they show these vivid images. And you're like, wow, 4K looks great at 1080p. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say here. I know what you're trying to say, but it's very, very black. If you see it in real life, it supposedly it's very, very black. It's the blackest thing that's ever sort of been around. Why I'm mentioning it, it's science-based because it's using nanotechnology to make little particles. It's very expensive. Sounds like, it does sound expensive. It, it's very expensive to make. And they decided uh, there was a this artist who has... You know, you know the most expensive paintbrush is called a sable brush. Ooh, okay. And made it, from animal hair? Yeah, Ooh. from the sable horse hair Ooh. of these sable horses... They're horses, and they that roam the plains of Russia or something, oh. and they're really it's really expensive. And, well, this but is... they work so well because the because of the cold up there, there's a special consistency to the hair that means that it grips onto moisture and wicks it Ooh, okay. away. I think, and and so when you're painting with it, 
it, it just it sucks up the ink and then you just paint with it for ages before you have to reload the brush. It's an it's a so much better than working with anything else. It doesn't sort of go bent and spray out and stuff. It just yeah. keeps its form. Well, interestingly enough, Vanta Black is made up by taking the most expensive racehorses and grinding them to a paste. So that's not true. That's a total lie. There's no paste. Sorry. No, animals, I think it's got nothing to do with animals. It's basically nanoscale particles, and they make these little particles to absorb light, and it works very, very well. And it's very, very expensive. So Sir Anish Kapoor, an artist uh, who does lots of different artworks and modern artworks, these two places, like Mona and Goma, I noticed the name, and I know that name. I've seen his work. And he said to them, I'd like to do a painting or work or some sort of artwork, visual artwork, with your van to black. And they said, sure. And he said, but only me, only I, Anish Kapoor, can create artwork with van to black. And they went, sure. The company went, sure, fine. So there's only one person in the world who can use van to black artistically. This caused problems. This, start, this caused a few, a few artists went, that's not cool. You, so you now own a shade of black. That's, you know, that's a bit weird to us. And there's been arguments of whether that's possible or not. And it came out it was possible because it's the process, not the colour. You can use the colour, but you'd have to make this black. The only way to make the black is to use the process that the company used to make Vanta Black. Mm. So that's how they got around it. So another British artist called Stuart Semple went, OK, well, that's rubbish. He created the world's pinkest pink. So he found the most. He said it, he's not saying it's the most pink you could get. Yeah. But it's the I most... feel like I know which one would be the most more valuable <laughs> in creating artworks. But but, but what's this defined valuable? If it costs hundreds of dollars per gram of black, but you can make a lot of pink. Normal people use the pink than the black. So Stuart Semple. Yeah, you, you, you've got a high opinion of pink, Mister Colorblind. <laughs> no, it's true. You don't know what it looks like. It's... It is wretched. <laughs> That's why you put on little girls. What what's this about? Yeah, just to make them less attractive. Right. Okay. Keeps them safe. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And it all makes sense now. It's a weird... That's so a, in that's the, a very weird conceit. In the 19th century, we used to put pink on boys because it was a fiery colour. So now obviously we, we stopped caring about little boys and we started caring about little girls then to keep them... Yeah. We don't want to keep, keep the boys safe. safe. And now it's put boss. a repulsive cut colour on them. Right, I see. That's very good. Please send all complaints to Dan as my love The pink is pink. He made the pink is pink. And he said, everyone in the world can use the pink is pink. That's fine. Except Anish Kapoor. So only Anish Kapoor is not allowed to use the pink as pink. You, you can't sell it to him. You can't give it to him. You have to sign a little thing saying you'll do that, and you won't. You won't sneak him a little bottle of the pink. The pink as pink. He can never use the pink as pink because that that will be fair. And you think that's the end of the story? That sounds like a cute little thing. And, uh -huh. and the story ends. Well, it doesn't. Obviously, years later, this is obviously stuck in Anish Kapoor's craw. Yeah. And then in December of 2016, he tweets a picture of him giving the finger to the camera with the pinkest pink on his finger, with up yours written on it. Someone had snuck Anish Kapoor the forbidden pink, and he had given the... <laughs> I, the forbidden pink. I that, that's I careful, that careful, stop. Don't go there. Uh, Thank you. Uh, and, and you think, oh, that's the end of the story, isn't it? You know, so these artists are having a fight. But no, but no. Within days, Stuart Semple releases the glitteriest glitter so it's the most glitteriest glitter that's ever glittered. It's made of glass particles. And he said, okay, well, he somehow got my pink. I don't understand how he did that. I want to know who did that. Like, we're going to find that person and, and shame them, I assume, on, on, on the internet. Who knows? But now no one give him the glitteriest glitter. <laughs> so I just love the fact that what started off as a scientific making of a new black has turned into a feud war of artists ah. making the best and the best. But it's led to the creation of the best of the type, which is really interesting. So that, that made my week uh, in science and art. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
abuses me. And I hope it goes on. I hope Anish Kapoor covers himself in glitter and runs naked through the streets or something. Come on, come on, Anish. Don't just take this lying down. You just, oh, man, you've got to do something crazy from here on in. I guess the big question is uh, Hughes to blame. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's all right, except one of them's the blackest black, so it has no hue. So so that means your joke is a bit tone deaf? As a designer, I'm not paying it. As a designer, I feel like I'm not being true to myself. Now, my week in science, I have recently started doing yoga. I've been wanting to do it for a while, Ooh, okay. and I've, I've always been a bit tight muscu- on my mus- musculoskeletal system. Right. So I'm doing yoga just to stretch all that out so I stop having like back problems and neck problems and side problems and leg problems and buttock <laughs> problems and feet problems and finger problems. Yes. Basically, the entire thing is just this, this tense electric you know you know electric cables in the rain how they buzz and like shudder and stuff <laughs> yes. I, I, and I you can hear, hear that sound all the time i it's i don't think it's tinnitus i think it's <laughs> i think it's just the hearing the high tension wires in my body <laughs> but you watch the yoga videos and they they use all these weird descriptions and they say oh well uh, you you think about your belly you know pulling back to your spine and and uh, and now feel the upward current of energy and mm. and, and you listen to it and you're like what a bunch of hippie garbage and yep. i feel i feel almost nauseous where <laughs> at the end where she's where, where she goes namaste and i and i've got to respond namaste right. i feel like just the j- j- biggest douchebag ever <laughs> But the thing I, I had to learn to understand was that she couldn't sit there and go, now align your fifth, sixth, and seventh vertebrae yeah. and tense this muscle that you didn't even know that you had. Mm. You can't tell someone how to catch a ball by saying, raise your femur to this height and then raise sure. your ra- radium. As you've said many times before, we're storytelling apes. Mm. And so all these stories are just tricks to make me engage all of those physical muscles. And I've realised that it's actually really valuable to be told things like upward current of energy and Mm. zippering up the front and all of these things that sound ridiculous are... Just a way of getting through the, the the emotive interface that is monkeys. Sure, and I will give you that. That's fine, and I have no problem with that either. But where my my problem starts is when the analogy, the metaphor, starts being treated like a thing. So, oh, the energy is an actual field of energy. Somehow, people don't understand what these words mean. That's where the danger comes from. So, if you understand it as an allegory, fine. But if you start saying it's reality, that's not cool. Well, it doesn't matter if you believe it's reality if it's helping you get the right muscles and do the right stuff in yoga. If you're shifting across to buying Perspex pyramids... Yes, yes. Then yes, yeah, even then, it's helping you out because it's um, it's it's, it's uh, the placebo effect. Yeah, it's working yeah, yeah. better because you believe it. Yeah, well, you can get it much easier than, than spending... Th- Maybe someone's trying to stiff you, though. That's the problem. Nah. Nah, but not with yoga. Not with not yoga. Not stiff at all. No, no. <laughs> Lucy Goosey. <laughs> oh, Dan, Dan, can you feel it? Right down in your gut, can you feel it? It's pretty sexy. No. There's a whole, no. you've got a whole new organ inside you right now. Mm, I beg your pardon? You do. You have a whole new organ. You I didn't, don't think I do. You didn't even know. I know. You didn't even know. We slipped know. it in. Slipped it in, but that organ is right inside you, like deep. Deep in the core of you. I don't think it is. And, and I know. And listeners, I've been dreaming about that, and I've been, I've been, I'm expecting it. And there is not. It's just a void. That's a void. It's just a void next to all the other voids inside me. Oh. Now, listeners, not just Dan. Can you feel it? 
can you feel it? The whole new organ that's been that's been pressing inside you all this time. And I'm not talking to the pregnant people, by the way. Obviously, the, you have something inside. They've got a whole bunch of but new organs. Crazy, crazy, and they they built a whole new organ that is full of other organs. It's like a, it's inside a, it's that a, organ. It's a, it's a it's a Hugh Duckin. Oh God! <laughs> Look, I just realized. I just realized the placenta is a pl- human knuckin. Pl- uh, no, 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 pl- 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 no. No, no, no. What you're uh, saying, what you're wait. saying is in a in a turducken. Yes. You've got a chicken inside a duck inside a turkey. Yes. But if there was a human inside another human, it would just be. A human. No, 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 but, no, but it's, it's a human. No, no. Uh, are you saying there's a duck inside no, every pregnant no, woman no, no, that no, the child look, is inside? Look, I don't know how birth works. No, there's a baby, and then there's a placenta, which is a whole new organ, and then there's a human around that. So it'd be Huplaman. Hucentaman. Hucentaman. Yeah. I'm terrified now. I thought birth was scary before. Now I'm even up, doubly scary. Look, up in the womb. No, don't. Is it a turd? Oh. Wrong hole. <laughs> Any, yeah, is it a brain? Too high. <laughs> no, it's Hugh Plenterman. <laughs> Hugh Suplenterman. Strange visitor from another womb. Oh, God. Anyway, I was I was trying to go for something sexy and it got weird. Anyway, we're not talking about pregnancy at all. I'm talking about every other person who's not pregnant. You now and have a you right now, wherever you are, are you at work? Are you alone at home? Are you sitting on the toilet? Because that's where people listen to podcasts. Are you riding a bike? What? Are you right? Who sits on the toilet? Listen, what is it? It happens. Not me. Not me. I wasn't saying me. Are you riding a bike? Who that's... then? Who are you watching I... <laughs> on the toilet? Anyway, listen. Where, to... where are you getting any? What information do you have about any toiletry behavior that anyone else has? I've been listening to other podcasts where people have been talking about where they listen to podcasts. That's it. Doesn't matter. That's not the point. We're getting really off track here. So the point here is that... stop saying weird shit. Then <laughs> well, it's gonna get this weird. is a science podcast. <laughs> it's going to get weirder, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, you have every person listening to us. Every one of you, men, women, in between, other sides whatever you have a whole new organ inside you for the first time in a couple of hundred years scientists have discovered have classified i should say a whole new organ dun 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 do you want to know what it is yes it's the mesentery what so, does it do well we don't really know it's just a thing inside it's in our digestive system it, they knew, always knew there was something there but they thought it was a fragmented um, structure that held bits and pieces together they didn't think it was one structure they thought it was scaffolding for other organs oh okay so for hundreds of years we've realised the anatomy is incorrect says J. Calvin Kofi of the University Hospital of Limerick in Ireland so he realised it actually is an organ so we so say what is this mesentery it's a double fold of peritoneum the lining of the abdominal cavity that attaches our intestines to the wall of our abdomen and keeps everything locked in place. So they thought this was all bits and pieces of scaffolding, but they realise now that it holds the whole intestine to the wall of our abdomen. Otherwise, it would all flap around and would be loose. I've seen people like that. But, <laughs> there you go. So this mesentery is actually, because it's one big thing, people are saying, well, maybe that's why some abdominal-based diseases, we can't work out what's going on with them. Because this thing might have just gone haywire. Gone berserk, because it's one contiguous structure, and it's quite a large structure inside our body. So it, they're, they're thinking now that this could be a reason that people get sick, and it has to be looked at and treated separately to anything else. Ah. So I was kind of, because you know, your skin's an organ, but we call that, that's our largest organ. So you kind of go, is really the scaffolding for something else an organ? The answer is yes. It's the mesentery. Love your mesentery, ladies and gentlemen. Just feel it around there. If it wasn't, your poo would go everywhere, and basically your intestines would flop around very badly. I wonder if it holds you and if you open yourself up. Like you, like, like you know, you, you you do seppuku or something like that. You ritual suicide. Yeah. What is the mesentery? Is what holds like 
you know, in the movies, it all just falls on the floor. I wonder if the mesentery would actually hold the intestines in. Yeah. You just cut through the mesentery to make it all fall on the floor. Now I just don't know. Anyway, but let's find out. Let's find... <laughs> there could be other organs yes. in the body. Yes. Why? Where? How did it go missing for so long? How did they not? Well, they said they thought it was separate. Like what else pieces. is in there? That's what. That's what I want. Get it together, doctors. Well, you got one job, which is keeping us alive. <laughs> it's complicated. Part how of... are they supposed to keep the organs where they're supposed to go if they don't even know how many there are? So that's, uh, basically, we... I would not trust a doctor to put together an IKEA bookshelf. And weirdly enough, if you're going to trust a doctor, here's a, here's a secondary bit of information. that It's been shown in America by the Harvard University using the, uh, the Internal Medicine Journal, and researchers have looked at over one and a half million hospital visits and discovered that if you want to live in a hospital, if you not live in a hospital, if you want to survive a hospital visit, make sure your doctor is... Sober. That's probably true. But had enough for to eat. Satiated. Yes, probably good too. Awake. But, yes, not drunk. Yeah, we said that. Present. Present. That's Present too. No, no, as in, as in, um, a man. Almost. A sober man. No, no. <laughs> the other one that's not a man. Uh, one of those people who's got, like got both vagina and uh, testicles. Like an intersex. Yeah, intersex. Intersex. That's the one. Intersex. Yes. Yeah, you must you only get an intersex. They, just they know all of it. That's it. No. They're like, no, I don't have to make second guesses. <laughs> I can just refer to myself as well. I always, I always know that you know what I want you to say, and you won't just say it, will you? <laughs> just say the word, Dan. It's like a chick. It's a woman. Like a babe? Yeah. Like a babe doctor? Like a lady doctor. Yeah. Not a doctor, a lady doctor. Oh, my God. Why would you do this? Why would you go there? Anyway, female doctors... I crave all sorts of attention, <laughs> not just good attention. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. So, yes, basically, looking at all these research, if you... Basically, people going into the hospitals had a positive, much more chance of coming out alive with, with less complications if the doctor was female. So it seems that they're not too sure why they're looking into it. They're saying maybe they don't want to say caring and nurturing or any of that rubbish. They're just saying, well, mm. female doctors. All the male ones are drunk. <laughs> yes. Or, or and not, asleep. Or not present. And not present. <laughs> so try and ask for a female doctor. Female doctors seem to be better in America yeah. than in the male doctors by a significant percentage. Unfortunately, so. if I'm lying in a bed in like just a robe and I'm like, can I have a lady doctor, please? <laughs> They're going to misunderstand that. Yeah, they that. will. They're Especially like... after listening to this podcast, Dan. Yeah. yeah so by the way, and maybe she could be a little bit drunk. <laughs> when I say significant, I mean about 4%. There you go. So you have less chance of dying up to 4%. That's pretty good. That's almost 1 in 20. Exactly 1 in 25. One, there you go. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which is almost 1 in 20. We're both right. Oh, that's correct. Congratulations yeah. to everyone. As, as a physicist, we round off a lot. So that's fine. I, just, I was just rounding. What? I was just rounding. What do you mean? Round off. You're supposed to be bang on the money. No, no. For, well, when you point at things in the sky, people go, "How far away is that star?" And you go, oh, "It's one and a half million light years." It's not one and a half million light years. We just rounded it off. What? I know. You know what I was going to say. I thought that all the stars like formed like little shells, <laughs> like every oh my half goodness. a million. Oh my god, that's 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 very old school. It's very very um, Greek. You know, the shells of the universe, the seven shells. Yeah, that's very cool. I didn't thought about that. Anyway, no, we just round. We just cheat. Anyway, go to a female doctor and get ask them to touch your misentry. <laughs> Always managed to drag you down into my filth. <laughs> I always figured that there was a special way of processing normal corn to get popcorn. You got corn, nice fresh corn, yep. and then you covered it in... Don't you just dry it and, and then heat it? You would think that that's the case. No. No? You do not. You've got to grow a particular type of corn. What? Yeah. It's popping corn. Called popcorn. <laughs> 
Like it's a different Really? It's a different type of porn Hang on so A different type of porn oh, You're sick man It's a terrible It's a different type uh, of popcorn yeah, so. Unfortunately popcorn becomes cop porn Cop porn <laughs> Well you know Any kink is fine That's all good Cop porn As long, long as you're all consenting We don't really mind here It's fine Hot leather. Pop, hot cop porn. Yeah, hot cock. Yeah. Um, so, cock, cock what? So, no, I didn't say anything. I didn't mention it. Made for century. It's like it's like um, pumpkins. There are certain pumpkins people use for Thanksgiving, which are designed for Thanksgiving. Halloween. They're not, they're, sorry. Halloween. Or Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know. Some American thing. Halloween's one. What's the like, scary one? Thanksgiving. Yeah, if you're people, a Native American. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. And and also most people don't like their families. That's pretty scary in general. Yeah. yeah so Halloween. You're right. Halloween. But supposedly the Halloween pumpkin is not good to eat. Oh God, no. And and uh, I knew this because it's weird. A, a friend of mine in in Northern Queensland, his parents owned a farm, and they always tried new crops. And one day they started growing Halloween pumpkins. Not for Australia. They they so it's like kilometers and kilometers of Halloween pumpkins, and they sold them to sell to American uh, because we could grow them bigger and better and earlier here in the warmer climate, and they could send them to America when they needed them, which is mm. kind of cool. Anyway, sorry. So so popcorn's the same. So you have a set popcorn to yep. pop. Wow. Yep. It takes a little bit longer to mature mm. and you bring it inside and you dry it for two weeks and then you get just get the hard shell. How do we know? So in the past, did someone accidentally heat some of this corn and it exploded and it went, nah! and then they decided to eat it? What the, what's the thought process behind? How do they know this? Does it taste good to eat as normal corn? I get, I mean, if you've, have you ever eaten a leftover kernel? But it's just because when you run out of popcorn and then you're like, oh, I'm still hungry, but I'm light now. I'm lazy and fat. And you're like, oh, I'll just eat the kernel. It's crunchy. And you like though. crunch it. And you're like, oh, soft. this is. It's I hate soft. myself. Oh, my teeth hurt. <laughs> I don't do that a lot. But corn is normally soft and sweet. Mm. So this corn is always hard, even when it's on the cob. It's like a hard corn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I right. mean, it's probably not quite as hard before you dry it. Yeah. So oh. maybe it's. It's sort of chewy corn. Right. Oh, okay. But someone worked out that if you dried it and then heated it, it would explode. Yeah, well, they had a lot of time to work it out. But why would you... How would you... I guess ovens are hot and dry and suddenly something burst in the oven. Or, well, I, there's all sorts of way to pop popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to know how, they, how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what happens is there's a tiny demon that lives inside each kernel of popcorn. <laughs> when the demon's house is heated, he gets so angry... It explodes. Okay. So popcorn kernels have been found in caves in Mexico that are estimated to be 4,000 years old. The Aztec Indians had a legend that said that there was a tiny droplet of water inside the hard shell of the corn. And when that heated up, it created compressed steam. The pressure built up until the shell cracks and the steam expands with the corn meat (laughs) being pulled with it, which is a charming story, but it's definitely the demon thing. Right, okay, right, okay. I did not mix those up. (laughs) Some kernels won't pop. It's got to do with starch. Is it somebody to do with starch? The mm. demon is starch. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so the, the starch, the starch undergoes a process. And well, then... no, it's the, it's the steam. It's the steam inside the kernel. That's but... a real thing. Yeah, you're not. Wait, hang on. The steam is no. That's it. It's steam no. inside. So it's it, so it gets really hot inside. No. The shell is very hard. The steam builds up an enormous amount of pressure. And it blows and when, apart the... And it, it, really? It, it punches apart the hard shell. When the hard shell cracks, all of the steam rushes out and the corn meat inside gets pulled with it. So I don't know if you're taking the piss here or not. Are you Are you making a joke? No. Well, I was before, but now this is the actual way that it works. So, so it is, honestly, the it's, Aztecs were correct. You said the Aztecs thought there was water inside and it heated up and then burned. Well, the Aztec story was the demon thing. Oh, I see. Oh, no, okay. I missed the joke. Okay, right. But... 
But I'm yeah, still, you did. I'm still confused. But don't worry, some of our listeners did too, and you're, we're bringing everyone <laughs> along, and I like that. So, I'm, so, so that's a real. Okay, right. I'm really confused. I'm really. I didn't realize. I'm that. sorry. No, 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 I no, made this no, 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 no. I just, I, I did not understand there was water inside that was expanding. That's yeah. what caused it to. Wow. Okay, right. Yeah. That's very interesting. So the steam heats up and then yes. boom and pulls all of the meat with it. Yeah, yeah. The meat. The meat of the corn. Yes, the meat of the corn. Starch, um, starch. Now some per- kernels won't pop. Their shell isn't airtight. So, like, most of them are airtight or airtight enough. Yes. Uh, but some of them aren't. There's, like, a, a, a problem or with the shell or it comes out the bottom or something and it just can't build up the pressure. So it heats up and the steam sort of vents. Right. And it's never going to pop. Yeah. So okay. these are called... Uh, these items are called, are called a spinster or, if you feel that that's a bit too gendered, uh, an old maid <laughs> kernel. You are just swinging, <laughs> swinging for, the, for the bleachers at this point, I see. A puff of white sort of expands, and then you see these, like, bursts of steam rushing out of the corn. So there'll be a link to a whole bunch of these on the website. All you need to do is heat up the water inside the kernel so that it becomes steam. Yeah. So you can do this by cooking it in an air popper. Yes, that's the best one. Like, no oil, it's just a hot air thing, hot air blower. Well, yeah, you can put it in a pan with oil. Yeah. And oil heats up, and that heats up the stuff inside, and it goes pop. Or a microwave, like the microwave popcorn. So you get, get like, the bag of microwavable popcorn. I am such an idiot. Yeah? I just realised, of course, because you get microwave popcorn in a bag, and you microwave, and the only way a microwave works is by agitating water molecules. It's not quite true, isn't it? No. The microwave has like this oil in it. Yeah. So the microwave has oil in it. Yeah. So the, the microwave popcorn. Oh, pop- there's, there's oh, the, the oil in the bag. Oh, I see. That so you put that. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. No, but it doesn't. Doesn't it? Well, what have I said wrong there? Like, why would having oil in the microwave because it wouldn't not work? it wouldn't agitate the the oil molecules? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. You can't yeah. heat up oil in a microwave. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's water because, molecules that get agitated. Yeah, because it's not polarized. The thing I said before. I'm yeah, confused. I know. Okay. But what happens is uh, there you're catching is a... me out. You're catching me out with my own stuff here. Yeah, it? I know. It's getting weird. I don't trust um, anything anymore. You I don't should, know what's you going shouldn't. on. You shouldn't. None of this was researched. I'm just making this up. <laughs> the store-bought bags have a laminated metallized film that heats up and transfers their heat to the oil. Right. So it creates a sort of base of hot oil, but it doesn't actually use the microwave to heat the oil. Yes. The microwave heats the film, the film oh. heats the oil, <laughs> and the oil pops the popcorn. Right. But okay. It's so complicated. Yeah. Well, these coated materials are not the best for the environment. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. And there are concerns that the perfluorochemicals Uh-oh. that are emitted are not great for the immune system Uh-oh. either. Uh-oh. And that's not just from the Healthy Earth Mother websites. That's like proper websites <laughs> oh, okay. telling medical, you that as well. Medical stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But over at the Serious Eats website, they show that you don't need a proper With our friend bag. Jay Kenji Alt. Lopez? Kenji J. Damn. What? Now you've confused me. Jay. Jay. He's like Seymour Gomery Burns. Kenji Lopez Alt. Yes. 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 Uh, from the series. So it's Jay Kenji Lopez Alt. Oh, sure. I mean, if you want to be formal. Yes, I do. We've already talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> But Hi, Kenji. over at his website, Serious Eats, they show how to make it in a paper bag and you don't need the special bag. So they right. pour in oil and yeah. seasoning and the popcorn and yep. they put it in and it just pops anyway. How? Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> I think is what's this a demon again? Is, is Kenji, J. Kenji Lopez Alt a demon and he's making a little popcorn demonically? Maybe. That could be it. Okay, good. All right. Phew. I think what's happening is that, number one, massage oil. Yeah. Is like all oil. 
Yeah. But vegetable oils can be 15% moisture. Aha. Okay. okay. Right. So maybe that's heating up yeah. and transferring into the oil. So the molecules of the water in, the, in, the, in that oil vibrate, which heats up the oil. The oil can get hotter than the water normally could anyway. Yeah, okay. That, maybe. Or maybe, maybe it's just the moisture in the popcorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, which yeah. you could test by just putting popcorn in the microwave yeah. in like... What are you a, doing right now? Are you going to eat popcorn? Perspe- I don't anymore because I did the experiment this oh, afternoon. Oh, yay! What did you find? I stuck the popcorn in the microwave oven in a yes. Pyrex hey, dish. Hang on, wait. Ladies and gentlemen, go and do the experiment. Switch off the podcast and go through the experiment. Actually, no, don't. Don't. Oh. Uh, because I learned something very valuable. <laughs> okay. Okay, don't do that. Um, don't listen to me. Did you almost burn the house down? No. Okay. But what happened is that I got the Pyrex container, stuck it in the microwave with some corn in it, yes. popcorn, turned it on for two minutes, pop- popcorn. Yes. Brilliantly. Opened it up. Very hot. Pyrex container. Ah. So I'm not sure whether it was just heating up the water molecules in the corn that yes. popped it or whether it heated up the Pyrex container, which transferred its heat into the but popcorn. But the Pyrex wouldn't heat. It's nothing. There's no water in Pyrex unless you, had it, unless you hadn't washed there, it. You washed it. No. The... Well, the th- that's the thing. Some of my containers do heat up in the microwave. But they transfer the heat from the glass thing. Glass heats up in yes, a microwave. But it's not the glass that's heating. It's From what I read... If you put petroleum oil yep. in a glass, the glass will heat up in the microwave and transfer its heat into the oil because the glass has polarised molecules oh, in okay. it. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. Okay. I know that some of our plates actually heat up faster than the food inside them and mm, some of them don't. Weird. Okay. I'll have to look into that. But maybe that's, yeah, that's a mm. walk of shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm interested that. Because the only time I've ever noticed that plates heat up is if I didn't dry them before I put them in. And that's the water on the plate. All oh, right. No, we got some plate. plates that just go fucking nuts. So that can't heat up anything in the microwave because it absorbs all of the huh. stuff and the food doesn't heat. Yeah. But that, yeah. But that could be, that yeah. could just be that it's a very good conductor of heat mm. and the heat from the food is passing into the, the, the plate. At any rate, hmm. the corn popped. Experiment. Corn popped. Open it up, super hot. Yeah. Really steamy. So all the steam got caught inside under the plate that I put it on. Uh-huh. And so I pulled it out and the corn, if I'd left it there, the corn would have gone sort of so- soggy because yeah, yeah, of okay. the steam. Yeah. I suspect that if I hadn't moved it to a new container, it would have gone all slimy and stuff. But it yeah. tasted fine. It tasted like popcorn. If they just needed to be heated, couldn't I just cook popcorn with a little bit of water? Yes. In the water. but but then No. It, no? No. While some recipes suggest that you can, it seems that the hot water destroys the integrity of the corn shell ah. and the steam escapes. Ah, so there'll be a link to that as well? Yes. I expect the same happens when you put a fire to it, like the fire would ruin the integrity of the shell. Yes. It, it certainly does when you strike it with a laser, which <laughs> I did find a video of on the internet. <laughs> Someone hit it with a... Right? Yeah. So cool. I thought that I had basically run out of ways to make a, popcorn. A hot, a hot torch. Take a torch, like a, like a, you know, nowadays you can buy a torch and it goes, it's 2,000 lumens. And you go, oh my God, it's quite hot. And you can, it's hot at the front and you can just heat it up that way. You'd have to be careful that you didn't burn it. Burn the Because when you burn shell, it, it yeah. yeah. So you mm, need to heat mm. it without burning it. Yeah. So, so it's step far away with it. You torch. need just the right, and yeah. or, or with a laser, I guess with just the right distance of a laser, but you heat it up too fast and it burns the outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, the laser's a, a collimated beam, so you're going to have it You've got to touch it directly. And oh, yeah, it. you couldn't just go further away. Yeah, well, you, that's the whole well, point. Of, you can, but it, the, laser, yeah. the whole point is that the laser mm. can go further. But a torch, you can just step back. And uh, I guess mm. maybe you could sous vide popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> like you could put popcorn in like... In a bag. In a bag. 
and then stick it in the water because then it wouldn't get <laughs> wet from yes. But, but the but, steam would get trapped and it would be but soggy would the, popcorn. But would the if the water's at sixty degrees, let's say that means it's transferring that sixty. The the popcorn inside can't get warmer than sixty degrees, therefore it won't turn to steam. Yeah, you would have to heat it up quite a which, lot. We'd have to get it to boiling. To yeah, transfer boiling. Yeah, in. so it wouldn't in work case, in a sous vide. It wouldn't. It can't, it's not going to get well. You could not get it, but you could make it. Re- you'd have to be really hot water bath. Yes, it'd have to so be hundred degrees. Could kind of boil it, but it's just boiling water in a bag. Yeah, yeah. It's not really sous vide at that point. Yeah, it's just boiling water. And in the a thing bag. is, so I thought I'd pretty much run out of ways to make popcorn until yeah. it occurred to me that making popcorn isn't about heat. Mm. It's about pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, you can boil water in space at a very low yeah. temperature. It yeah. boils at like zero or one or something. Yeah. You could make space popcorn. You just chuck it to space and it go chuck popcorn into yeah. space and it'll just pop. Yes, it will. So if you <laughs> put the kernels in a vacuum chamber, yep. you go pop fresh cold popcorn. Yeah, it'd be cold. <laughs> I was not the first person to come up ah, with, with this. Oh, well, okay. Popcorn needs a higher pressure gradient than just one atmosphere. Right. Okay. It won't just pop at boiling. Like, it needs uh, to be much hotter. You need okay. super... And, and the thing is, like Futurama said, the difference between atmosphere and space is one atmosphere. Yes. So, <laughs> so if you chuck it into space, it's one atmosphere difference. It's not going to pop. They'll just float through space. Yes. Damn it. So it needs a much higher pressure gradient. Yeah, right. But there, if you get enough energy, maybe, hang on, if you, the thinking is, if you throw into space, okay, so the pressure's not high enough, but if it goes into, if it's getting like sunlight on it or something like that, there's energy being transferred to it from sunlight that might heat up the... Heat it up enough? Irradiated. So it's not going to, it doesn't necessarily need to be heated up as much. Much, yeah, yeah. So Or if you grew the corn at the bottom of the Marianas Trench... That means it's very high pressure down there. Very high pressure. More... And then you took it to the surface. <laughs> if, it probably wouldn't grow. You'd have to evolve a... You'd have to, like, so it could survive the pressure of the trench, the, the outside. But then if it could survive the pressure of the trench, taking it to the surface, it might go, I'm just too strong. I don't care. Like it, it, By making it so it can live down the, oh, at the trench, yeah. then that make it really strong. The shell is like carbonite or yeah, something. And so, <laughs> so taking it up might not, still not explode. Okay, but you so, might have made it harder for yourself. There's also another problem. Mm-hmm. It needs the heat to react and create the gelatinous starch ah, that creates like the fuzzy yeah, the part white you want foam. It so it, yeah, it, mm. there is actually a chemical process happening mm, there. Okay. If you cook popcorn in a vacuum and you actually add heat I have oil down the bottom and ha- add heat and do yes. it in a vacuum. They will pop much larger and create almost twice as much popcorn that's fluffier <laughs> and something I would really love to try. Well, that sounds great. Well, vacuum chambers aren't that hard. You, you can get like a, a vacuum bell. Then it costs like $200, $300. You buy them online and you can get a pump and you can pump all the air. It's like a, it's like a glass. I don't think gun. I'd make enough popcorn to justify that. You probably only get one or two kernels in there, yeah. And it would be, they'd be big kernels. <laughs> and then you take them out and then you could do, it do another one. <laughs> Two kernels at a time. Two kernels at a time. It's fine. Look, people spend a lot of money on dumb things. You could sell it as a as a selling point. You can go, it says rarefied vacuum popcorn. Oh, I only sell two, uh, two, two, kernels. two kernels at a time. Oh. You can put some salt on it. It's not kernel Not kernel anymore, anymore. Yeah, popped. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah the, the mass. There you go. And you, you can sell to people like on two little sticks. You make a million dollars. We, 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 we copyrighted that. That's smart enough to be a copywriter. Thank you very much. You can't, thought you steal our idea. I'm talking to you. But we're not smart enough not to edit this bit out. <laughs> Human beings have really changed our planet. The bastards! <laughs> get them! Let's get it! Yes, everyone band together! And you find those humans. Damn it. I mean, I mean, us. Those stupid homos! <laughs> Basically.
Oh dear. Out of context, this, this is going to be a shocking podcast. Homo sapiens sapiens forever. Yeah. Pandarans. Pandarans. Now, people have decided that we are now in a whole new era, like a geological age, the Anthropocene. So the age that's created by humans. So anthro being yeah. people. And we make freeways. Yeah, and that's and we make We're amazing. We make freeways. And that's where this is leading to. Not just not talking about climate here, I'm talking about all the stuff we have made, all the technosphere, so freeways and computers and popcorn. Doormats. And doormats and all sorts of crazy things. Rubber penises. Rubber, rubber penises. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, so how much does all this weigh? How much does the, so, does the, the human technosphere weigh? We, oh, we, wow. Because we weigh the Wait, so we weigh the, the we weigh the atmosphere and we weigh the hydrosphere and we have the lithosphere, the rocks. Well, so the, the technosphere. So what do, what do we what at what point does it become part of the technosphere? Is it when we dig coal out of the ground and it's in the truck? We, when when it's we, in the truck? When we modify it. So when we've modify turned it into something so you so putting putting it in the truck, it's still just coal. But that's it's a, but coal was like a big chunk of coal yeah, yeah. and now it's like a bunch of little rocks of coal. No, that's not that's that's just breaking things up. That mm. happens naturally. Anyway. So we put it in the refinery and yep. it becomes like so if, we, if we take oil, let's say oil is a natural thing, and we turn it into plastic, the plastic is now part of the technology. Well, hang on, hang on. No, this is important because mm-hmm. because at a, it? At, at a bauxite refinery, yes, you get a bunch of bauxite and you stick it in the in the machine, yes, and then you come out with this beautiful aluminium, yes. But then you like ninety percent of it is like this bauxite tailings yeah. that goes into a big dam, yep. So is that included in our technosphere, the no, waste products? The, the aluminium, the, all the stuff we've made and that, that is... There's... So the waste pro- products are just sort of written off and I, go under the... I guess. Swept under the table? I guess so. Um, because but... I can't help but feel that that's probably going to be a larger amount. Okay, so hang on, I'll look it up here. As defined in the journal's paper, the technosphere includes everything from factories to smartphones to the land we farmed. Oh, and also the planet-wide mountains of garbage we've created. There you go. So that would yes. be the waste. That would be product. the waste. Yes, I, I was wrong. I, I stand corrected. Okay. So the technosphere includes. It's going to be like four. I oh, say so all the waste as the, well. The technosphere includes active urban, agricultural, and marine components used to sustain energy and material flow for current human life and a growing residue layer. The study's authors write. Now those that's in the Anthropocene Review, and yes, and it's uh, Jan Zalowenix. I'm sorry, I apologise. I said that very badly. Uh, yes, but the Anthropocene Working Group. So taking all the stuff that fits into the stuff we've modified and left it lying around. How much does the technosphere weigh? Okay, I think I can work this out. Okay, that's interesting. Because I know that if you got all the humans and pureed them, they'd mm. be in a cube 1K by 1K. You don't, have to pu- you don't have to puree them, you just stack them. Like cordwood, we talked about it on the podcast before. Oh, all right. We, we stack very one of the very first podcasts we ever did, and we stacked them on top of each other. Okay, and it's one so kilometer by one kilometer. I've probably got yeah. a fairly good shot of figuring out how much per person yep. of stuff I use. You have a house, so you're a big part I've of the problem. A, I've got a house and a car. You got two cars. You're a two car man. Yeah. So you, yep. you oh, but you could crush that it. all down. Oh yeah, yeah. Most of it's air. You're right. The, well, it's not really a two car family. It's more one and a half because it's <laughs> our old car. It, yeah. We got true. the new car because the, to drag the old car the old, to, yeah, to, to tow the old car. <laughs> and so it, it's kind of like one car that fits seven passengers <laughs> at separate times. No, no. You just put a tow rope on and you drag the other car. Very good to the. Very good. You're killing the planet. Okay. Well done, you. The and just in case we need to pick up those other people, we just drag the car other car around. All the time. Yes, we no, never course. undo that. No, you have route. to. You have to. Otherwise, it'd be crazy. Um, and so, I guess chunks of freeway and stuff. Oh gosh, but split between twenty. Oh gosh, 
Okay, so I, I reckon each human, because there's a lot of poor humans too. Yes, and also we've talked about in the podcast before about the the um, in the future, like we all died out, and pe- like the next the bees, whatever evolved, and or aliens, or whatever came, they would discover a layer. We've actually made plasticized mm. rocks, so we've changed the actual lithosphere itself already. Yeah. Uh, so we, we can never get rid of that mark. But, yeah, I would say I'm going to hazard a guess that it would be a cube fifty by fifty by fifty. So fifty times as much space as human beings take up. Right. Okay. That's not. That's actually pretty good. So the number they they've given here is thirty trillion tons. So that number doesn't mean anything. It was thirty. Not volumetrically. No, no, not volumetrically. But then they give a volumetric. So they say it's for every square meter of the planet Earth. Yeah. So every if you took everything humans ever made. And everything that we've created, thrown away, or other stuff, and you just pile it up onto planet Earth and left it there, it would be fifty kilograms of human-made stuff per square meter of planet Earth. Fifty kilos per, per square, square meter. meter. Yes, fifty kilos. That's so much stuff. That's so much stuff. Across. I think across, I'm wrong. Across that, I think you're way too under. I think you're yeah. way under. I think about it. Yes, but it, it, there you go. But it's it's fifty kilograms per square meter. Is the technosphere. Now, does that, of course, that doesn't change the planet because we've pulled it out of the planet. I feel so bad. I feel so guilty. It's, we've really we've modified the planet like no one's business. We've I mean, changed. good on us. We've changed. <laughs> we made freeways. We've changed oh, the currents. This is a bad taste in my mouth saying that a second time now. <laughs> okay. If you get a clay called kaolinate, mm-hmm. kaolinite, and you crush it up and mix it with a little feldspar or glass or quartz, right. and you mix water in until it becomes a paste, you can sculpt it into whatever shape you want. Right. Okay. If you then heated it to between 100 and 500 degrees, it would dry out and go moderately hard. Yeah. If you then wet it again, it would break down again. Okay. But if you heated it up... It's clay. You should clay. Type of clay. Clay. Okay. Right. All right. Good. Uh, If you heated it up to 1400 degrees, the chemical and structural changes would make it non-porous and very hard. We call this porcelain. Uh Uh-huh. It was invented in China about 2000 years ago and is sometimes called China. Although not when it's made into a toilet. You don't say this toilet has been made out of China. No, no, it's China toilets. Something went bing. Oh, you probably... Yep, everyone could hear that. Ignore that bing. Um, <laughs> it has low permeability, so water doesn't go through it. Yep. Good for a toilet. Yes. It's... Uh, China, it's good for a toilet. And low elasticity. Yep. It's quite hard mm-hmm. and fragile. Like, or, what's, What is it? Not fragile. What's the Durable? right word? When it's really fragile... But you don't call it fragile. It's not ductile. It's stiff. It's no. I just want to say fragile now. Yeah. Oh well. But that's what it is. It's yeah. fragile. Yep. It has considerable strength. Has hardness low, has low tensile strength. Maybe. Uh, Something. Walk of shame. Anyway. Uh, I've said it about metal before. Brittle. Brittle. That's the word. Yay. Brittle. Didn't even have to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> my brain went. I look it up. I went brittle. Yay. Thank you, brain. <laughs> look it up. Done. Do, done. Yeah. yeah look it up in my brain. Yeah. That's right. He's Found gonna, it. He's going to check the internet again. He's, damn it. He's going to get stuck on porn. <laughs> he's going to go to the internet. Pressure's off. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. right here on Basically. the desk. Brittle. The opposite of ductile. Okay. It has considerable strength, hardness, toughness, whiteness, mm-hmm. translucency, and resonance. Yes. It has a high resonance to chemical attack and thermal shock. It's very useful for space shuttle tiles. Yeah. So flying through space. And, and so taps. Taps also flying through space. So I've got a porcelain thing in my tap. Yeah. That's exciting. It does not stand up well to concussive blasts. Right. Very well. Good to know. Which I discovered because there are numerous videos online of people putting firecrackers in toilets uh, and going, I'm going to clear my toilet with this oh firecracker. No. Smash. 
Oh my god, my mother's going to kill me. That's what brittle means. Yeah. <laughs> We've discovered what brittle means, everyone. Yeah. It means my mum's going to kick my ass. Should have looked that up in advance. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you can add other stuff to porcelain, like soapstone or alabaster Ooh. or various minerals. We'll go in and make, yes. change it slightly. Now, there is a type of china called bone china. Uh-huh. I'd assumed that this was because it was named after the colour of the china. No, I, I'm going to assume it's made of bones. It's made of bones. Yeah, you get yeah, some yeah. cow bones. Yeah. You incinerate them until they're ash. <laughs> you add like 25 to 50% bone ash in. You've got bone china. <laughs> nice. That's because your body, your calcium carbonate, your bones are calcium carbonate. Oh, right. So I guess it's the same stuff. Uh, it's got yeah. very high... Me- Mechanical Stop. strength. Sorry, I, I just said it's the same stuff. I just realised people are freaking out. People yelling at me. I know it's not the same stuff, but I'm seeing it's, it has ceramic-like properties. Yeah. But our bones are much more elastic because otherwise, cow you, bones. You don't want to cow sh- bones. You don't want to shatter them. Like you don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's got very high mechanical <laughs> strength. It's much harder to chip right. than any other porcelain. Yeah. Its high strength means you can form it much thinner than other porcelain. How do they learn this? That, that must have been a scary day. Um, so, yeah. Can you imagine? It's like, just get the oh. cow bones, just shovel them in. That's let's find you, out what happens. Uh, yeah, let's put some dead stuff in this. It's translucent, partly because it's thinner, but p- partly because of the differing mineral properties. Ooh. Oddly enough, this china, invented in England, sometimes <laughs> called English porcelain. <laughs> there you go. So in like the 1700s or something. Yeah. You put cow bone in yep. and you make china. Make British china. Where did my brain go as soon as I realised this? Cow, add different bones. Different, different bones. Different bones go to different sorts of China. So what? What is? So put in kangaroo bones, make Australian China. That's not where my brain. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay. So 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 Canadian. Can you make oh. bone China out of humans? Out of humans. That's it. Surely the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Of course, the answer is yes. An artist Jeez. named Charles Craft created human bone China mementos. I hope it's out of his own bones. That would be even better. Ooh. Like, like he cut off his own leg, had a nice succulent meal yep. of, of thigh, All and right. then made some I've bones. Got, I've got my arm bones ready to put in the kiln, <laughs> and now to put them in the... Ah, oh, oh, shit. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> so you can make like porcelain mementos, and I've seen these mementos, they and di- they look... Perfect. Are they, they are they different properties? Like, not really. Oh, okay, so it's just bone china. Nah. Okay. Nah. Nice. So this means that if you die and you're cremated, yes. once you've burned off all the tissues mm. and collected the ash from that, instead of just throwing the bones out, which they do, yeah, 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 they yeah. don't cremate yeah, yeah. you all the way down. No, no. Well, there's lumps. We've talked about it in the podcast as well. They're lumps. It's not hot enough. You get lumps yeah. of bones in there. Yeah. And then normally but, they sift through them. So when you get the nice, I hate, this sounds horrible, but when they give you the nice ashes, those lovely ashes they give you have been sifted through so that you don't get the lumps of bone in there as well. If you get lumps of bone, that's, you technically should get lumps of bone. And unfortunately, unless you paid a lot of money, it may not actually be all that one person and yeah we don't talk about that at all I don't yeah, know. It's, a bit blended a bit blended yeah and yeah. especially with your dog that's how I learned about it originally when your dog dies unless you spend a lot of money that's not your dog it's, it's just all the dogs <laughs> and they give you a percentage of the amount <laughs> sorry oh, but, you, wow. but you like dogs so you got lots of dogs <laughs> Sorry, anyway, yeah. And you're supposed to be sad when they die, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This anyway. makes you sadder than great. Yes. Dead that's... dogs are supposed to evoke that emotion, that's and what, they're just helping. That's why they we're die. We're just helping. Yeah, we're helping everyone. But, anyway, but in this China. case, yes. you get the bones, and instead of just chucking them in the, the medical waste bin, mm. you really just cook, you incinerate the crap out of them, and yeah. you use that ash, Yeah. and you can make porcelain. So you can like make a nice teapot out this of yourself, is... or plates, or... A murder you... weapon. Oh, sorry. No, wait, wait. Oh, that's an interesting tack. No, you could make 
the urn that you put yes, your ash oh, yes, in. Yes, yes, that's where I was going originally. So, yes, yes, yes. Although, yes. your idea of like a porcelain weapon to uh, kill your enemies yeah. after you've died. Yeah, yeah. It's This is the modern day version of a very old story. And you may have heard this one. It's, it's uh, I didn't make this up. But it's the idea of a, a woman clubs her husband. She gets like a, has an abusive husband. And he, she clubs her husband over the head with a frozen leg hawk and kills him. Mm-hmm. And then at, before the police turn up, she cooks it. At the leg hawk, and then she. So when the police turn up, she's like, oh, "I don't know what happened. He came home. He was dead. Would you like some nice stew?" And they're eating the murder weapon. Oh. That, that's an old story. Now our version is even more interesting. Is that the person dies, vanishes? Like, you don't know they die, just vanished. And mm-hmm. when the and when the police come round, the guy is sitting there and he's just like, "Oh, I'm sorry, officers. I don't. I've not. I haven't seen my wife for weeks. Would you like a cup of tea oh. from the murder van?" Yeah, don't say that. The officers like. Murder, murder vessel. It's it's from China. It's it's very. Did you uh, did you kill your wife and then uh, incinerate her body and turn her bone ash into this teapot? By God, Holmes, you did it. (laughs) Not even Holmes. I'm just a normal cop. You're terrible at this. Uh, like, d- you put so much work in, and then at the end, it just all unravels. And I smash on the floor. Smash. Damn it. All right, go home, everyone. <laughs> murder <laughs> weapon smash. <laughs> well, not the murder weapon. So technically, it's just the um, it's just the parts of my wife that I killed. So you still got me. Huh? Oh, look, oh, there's a murder it. weapon here. Damn it. There's a big knife and blood all over the end. <laughs> Should have incinerated that, sir. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, but that's... So you can make... So so everyone now... I, I've always wanted to be just fired out of a cannon or shot into space. Now I just want to get turned into a nice bit of... Nice chi- bone chunk. Crockery. Yeah, crockery. Yeah, be nice. Something nice for mixing up homeopathic solutions. I hate you so much. <laughs> Trapped you in the time machine, and you have an hour to research trapped your. Be there, that's like saying astronauts are trapped in the Apollo capsules when they went to the moon. Oh. They chose to be there. Not sort of trap. They're just locked in. If you close the they door, they are definitely trapped in the if Apollo. You had... Does that mean if you lock your door at night, are you trapped in your house? No, because I because the lock's on the inside. But if I locked you in at night, would you be trapped in your house? If if you chose no, to do but it, you'd be trapped outside my house. Oh my god, I'm trapped outside your house. Which is terrifying for both of us. That's very good. Yeah. Okay, you right. are trapped, <laughs> locked, caged. I've, chose, I've chosen to be. You're encaged in the death device. <laughs> that is the time machine. Destination. Yes. M- Moscow, Russia. Yes. Well, Date, 1400. You're absolutely right, except you're also wrong. So, 1400, Moscow, not Russia. Oh. Russia did not exist in 1400. Don't care, sending you there anyway. Ah! So for one hour, I had to think about what I was going to do when I got there. And the first thing I discovered was I'm not going to Russia. I'm going to the Duchy of Moscow. It's a, it's a whole, it's, a, it's basically, it's a city state of its own. So it's a whole different place. Russia didn't exist at this point in time. All right. So I flung back into this part of the world that we now call Russia. And, and of course, I had to try and thrive in this period of time. So I, I realized I knew nothing about <laughs> 1400. In fact, I went, it's not Russia? Oh, dear. I have a lot of reading to do because I really don't know this area at all. Marty, Marty, we've got to go back to the USSR. (laughs) What are you, Bruce Springsteen? Doc Doc Springsteen? Doc Springsteen. Anyway, did a lot of research, and this became really weird to me. It got more interesting the more I researched into this. I had one hour, and I spent most of the hour being delighted by how much I didn't know about it and learning more about it and not actually looking up the science at all. All right. So I was like, whoops. Oh, that doesn't help me. I can walk around and go, did you know? They go, kill that man. He knows nothing. Oh, dear. What I discovered was this part of the world had been pretty much conquered by the Mongols. 
So the Mongols were in control of this whole area at this point. So Oops. did you send me there on, on, I on did, purpose? No. Because oh, I, was, I was like, oh, I, I attacked this Dan is, with Mongols. The problem is we keep sending each other to places going, I guess they'll be fine. There. Mongols! Mongols! Mongols, Mongols are, again! Apparently they took over 30% of the planet. For hundreds of years. So three out of every ten episodes... <laughs> Mongols. <laughs> and so here we are again. So they call themselves Tartar, Tartars. Are this Tartars? 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 Anyway. So at this point, it's kind of late in the Mongol stuff, but the Mongols have taken over and it was like a vassal kingdom. So what they said was, we won't burn everything down and kill all your people if you give us lots of stuff. And the, and the, the Moscovians, Moscovites went, Bonza. So we heard episode 97 of Smart Enough Know Better and yes. we think that's a good deal. Yes. Everything went very wrong for you. The Mongolians had come through in the 13th century, so about 150 years before, or 200 years nearly. But okay, yep. About, so they were really in control of this place. And when they turned up, they fought. They it was a mistake. The Moscovites met the Mongolian scouts yep. at a river and went, "Who who are you guys?" And they went, "Oh, we're Mongolians. Don't worry. We've got." I suppose they said, "We've got. We don't. We don't want your little area. We don't. We don't care about it. We're big and we're powerful and we're moving further west. So don't worry about it." And they and the Russians, I keep saying Russians, not like the Moscovites went, uh, we don't believe you. And they slaughtered them. And they sent them back on a horse going sod off. And of course that meant the Mongolians were like, no, then now we have to kill everyone. And they proceeded to barrel on in. That's the story. Like They, they could have maybe walked away. Now, the Moscovites went, well, they, they were going to come anyway. So they And they, they, they lose. They, they get their asses. Yeah. We were going to go over to this flank over here where we're not a danger at all. <laughs> yeah. So we'd be on this flank over here and this flank here. But the bit in the middle, we're not interested in. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay, cut. The Mongolians win. They, they take it over and they say, okay, cool. Now, we're not going to kill anyone, everyone. And everyone went, oh, thank God for that, except your leaders. So they had a big party when they took over and they created big scaffolds and they had like a big feasting area, feasting platform. But what they did was take all the leaders and put them underneath the planks. So they were actually the, the scaffolding for the planks. So there's planks, leader, Russian leaders, or sorry, Moscovite leaders, and then more planks. So when they started dancing on top of the planks, the Mongolians, they were actually crushing the leaders of their enemies. Oh my that, goodness. And so they died, they put more food out, and they put tables on them, and they, they danced all night, and then they were crushed to death. That was uh -huh. the start. So there was not a, not a lot of good feeling towards these two people. Now, at 1400, they finally overthrow the, the Tatars in 1480. So I'm 80 years, so it's, it's Mongolian control. But there's already some, there's been a, a change of leader and then there's some infighting in the Mongolians. So she's a Mongolian. So they're, they're, they're starting, the horde is sort of breaking apart, splintering, ah, and they're right. all fighting each other. So everyone's saying, now's our chance, now's our chance. But it takes 80 years to happen where I am. This made me go, okay, well, I know that you'd gone through time and you had crazy weed for the horses and that sort of stuff and pit traps. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, I can't do any of that because that's, that's cheating. So I can't, do, I can't steal Dan's idea. It's not necessarily cheating. It's just very boring to listen to. <laughs> and also, I'm in a different time period. So there are cannons at this point. There's gunfire. There's gunpowder. Yeah, actually, you know what? If I had access to cannons, I'd probably skip the whole uh, cattle grid. Yeah, that's right. I like your idea too. But so I was like, okay, well, here, now what am I going to do? And I went, well, like I do most of the time, these things come up is steal from mines much greater than mine. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the one we all go back to at this period of history is... Socrates. Oh, actually, earlier, the, the, the later than that. but Jesus. <laughs> That's, you build a table. What? You drank. Uh, you turned their water into wine what, in their bodies. All your, all your wine. All your water is now wine. Immediate You're cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> Jesus would be an amazing superhero. <laughs> anyway, 
Leonardo da Vinci. So I went, oh, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. He would have been before this period of time. He, but maybe I could steal some of ideas. Now, I learned something. He was born. Jack in, helicopters. He was born in 1405. So he's not even born yet. Oh. This means I can steal everything. Right. Which really? is brilliant. I was like, oh, I don't even have to feel bad about taking his livelihood. I'm way ahead of this man. Tough crap for him. He'll have to get a time machine. Did he build a time machine? No. So sucked in for being him. So he should have worked harder. So the one I decided to steal, what I thought was they have a cavalry. The uh, Mongolians. Uh, man with four arms and four legs. Man with four arms and four legs. He's got his hands out like that. <laughs> the out Vitruvian the side, man. And yes. then up a bit. Okay. And then he's got legs That's down right. straight down and then out to the side. I'm going to create basically a, space. a breeding program of, of men with, with lumps on them to grow bigger lumps that turn into arms. That's exactly what I was going to do. Uh, no. So it took too long. I want to do things faster. I decided to take the Leonardo da Vinci tank. Okay. Because they have a cavalry. And what I've learned from playing Battlefield 1 is that tank versus cavalry cavalry loses don't send your horse don't get on a horse ride in battlefield one towards anyone with a machine gun or with a tank because they'll blow you up and i went there it is i take all my all my knowledge from world war one from battlefield one i'm going to do the same thing they've got cavalry i need a tank right you know da vinci created well he's designed a tank he did he did didn't he call it like a tortoise or something it's, or? he based it on a tortoise yes it's just right. called Leonardo da Vinci's tank I don't think he called it a tank I don't, it was no, based I don't on a tortoise think he called it a no, tank because a tank was a World War One name that yeah. was a, a, a name that came later on because they were hot because they wanted to hide it from the Germans yes. and so they would live it in great big boxes that said tank because so, they thought there was a water tank <laughs> they're like no it's a tank full of pain pain tank it's with a big hose out the front that delivers Pain? Liquid pain. Liquid, not liquid, just solid pain. So, high, yeah, high speed. Lumps of pain, pain down the, yeah. the pipe. I, I, I call it a pain bucket. <laughs> I am not a technical man, I admit that. But I, when I looked at the plans for making this, what you have is a big circle, basically. The dials and cogs inside your torso say different. <laughs> but I, it's pretty easy to... It's just four wheels, it's like a big carriage, and you have... Uh, these wheels have notches on the side, so sticking out the side, and you just have to have a crank that is four-to-one ratio, so four times smaller, and you just run it with eight men. Eight men, so four on one, four on the other, and you just move it like crazy, and the ratio means that you can get it moving. It won't move fast, but it'll be very hard to stop because you can get it rotating, and it has a lot of... You're translating it to slow but powerful motion. The clever thing is, because it's round, you have cannons 360 degrees around... (laughs) pointing out I'm, uh-huh. making, I'm not making this up yeah and the whole point of this is and even he said that he went no army can survive something getting into the center of it and then opening up with the cannons i'm paraphrasing obviously but he and he would say then your troops can come in behind and mop them up so that i would have these designed so you would get in the cavalry would be coming and the mongols would be coming they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to pierce it because you put metal on the side mm-hmm. sloped metal we'll get back to that as well and you drive your tank slowly towards them they're trying to get around they're looking around once they're all coming around open fire and you're just firing don't fire all around because you kill everyone around you your own man but you fire in the directions where they are and you just keep taking the horses out over and over you just keep blasting everyone moving forwards whilst blasting and then your army can come up behind them now what was interesting is Leonardo da Vinci came up with the idea of sloped armour before World War I 400 years no one thought of a tank and then even then they had a wouldn't say inferior tank but they didn't think of sloped armour uh-huh. if you have a, if you have something hit the side like a cannonball which the Mongols probably have because they, you know, they they're not just dudes on horses they have the same technology as as the uh, muscovites would mm-hmm. i've always wondered why sloped armor was period i always thought it was just the direction that like you deflect the force upwards yeah so 45 degrees ping fires into the air that's part of it think of a, a plate of armor straight up and down and it's 30 millimeters thick 
Yep. So it's got to pierce through the cannonball. It's got to pierce through thirty millimeters of metal. Ah, right. Yep. When you turn it on an angle, forty-five degrees, it now has to penetrate forty-two and a half, roughly millimeters of material because it's on an angle it's not it's not coming in straight on it's got to go through more material so that's why sloped armor it's actually for if something coming in perpendicular to the ground to sloped armor it's going to pass through more metal to get through a, cr- a larger cross section of metal 42.3 42.3 yeah is it yeah wow okay because it's 30 trigonometry it's 30 times 1.41 oh there you go well done yeah. So 42, 42.3. So it's 42.3. I'll, I'll go with that. And it sounds right to me. And it's, it's, it's harder to penetrate from on, on the slope. So it deflects it up and it's harder to penetrate. So now we have this thing, this tank, trundling through, firing weapons at people. I'm also going to invent earmuffs because it's going to be <laughs> really loud inside that tank. And I don't want everyone to be going, hooray, I go, you won. Everyone goes, huh? Because I can't hear a thing, but that's what I do. That tanks save, basically push out the Mongolians, the Tatars, way before they would have, and they would hail me as some sort of engineering god king. Oh, that's good. And that's how I would pimp time at, in in that world. Nice. And then, of course, they would. Just you imagine in the future, then me with the head of the Muscovites slowly conquering the planet with these giant land ships slowly creeping that no one can stop all sloped armor like size of the Titanic just like Ooh. like take of all Moscow with you Moscow just goes wherever you want it to be and that's how so 100 years later it's just my head on the front of a giant ship as it like hoves into Africa you mean the Zawa Zawa <laughs> And I'd have an empire that would last forever. And I tell lots of people to make sure you only attack me in winter because it always works well to attack the Russians in winter. <laughs> so that was no, I get it. Reverse psychology. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, tanks. Don't, don't throw me into the bramble patch. That's very clever. Briar patch? Briar patch. That's the one, yeah. Well, so, well done for surviving. And I think thriving, thank you very much. Yeah. So I decided that I would pick, I would pick a similar period of time. So you were going to get sent back to the year... 1200, so 200 years before me. Excellent. But unlike... I'll be waiting there ready. I'll be 240 years old, but I'll be waiting. And that much that much wiser. You will be sent into Oceania, into the Pacific Ocean, and just left there. No, you will be sent to the Tuatonga Empire, or the Tongan Empire, and you will turn up on the island of Tonga Tapu in the year 1200. Sounds delightful. Well, I, always, out I always send bananas. you to lovely like, the Caribbean and to the bloody, bloody Oceania. Oceania. Uh, you, I, you send me to hellish places. Yeah. Attack me in the winter. It's like six degrees cooler. <laughs> My beloved mother loves to repost nonsense from the internet. Aww. That's all she does on Facebook. Oh, really? Is just post like this gibberish nonsense. <laughs> She's always falling for the chemicals in food hoaxes. So she posted the other day about Coca-Cola. Okay. So you know the Coca-Cola hoax. Yes. You've yeah. You've got the cleaning up greasy laundry and rots mm. your teeth and stomach. You can clean mufflers with it. Yeah, or, oh yeah. Or, or oil and blood and hair off the bonnet of your car. And so, especially after pe- a bone china knife. Ooh. Ooh. Pepsi and eating Mentos form cyanide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't consume aerated drinks such as Coca-Cola after eating mangoes because the two combine to form a potent poison that can cause instant death. <laughs> All that, all that rubbish. <laughs> I'd never heard that's a new one from me. Yeah, I, I, I like mangoes. I, I, uh, I thought I'd hear that one. I've never heard that uh, one. That's so good. Okay, so an, <laughs> another one came along saying that farmers in India are saving money by spraying their 
crops with Coca-Cola instead of pesticides. Right. Oh, dear Lord, why would you put those chemicals in your body here, have a nice brew of lemongrass and wasp anus tea? <laughs> so I chuckled away and I went to grab the Snopes article and it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Indian farmers are spraying their crops with Coca-Cola instead of pesticides, and it works. Surely something sugary like Coca-Cola, if it's an actual Coca-Cola, insects would go, we love sugar, and they'd go for it. You have hit the nail oh, right okay. on the head. Oh, right. What's happening <laughs> is that the sugars in the soft drink are attracting ants, and ants... Oh! Insect so it's lava. Like having, so, oh my goodness! So it's like having it's like you can't have aphids because aphids produce a sugary secretion in their bottoms, and some ants go, "Oh, that's nice," and they drink the, the aphid is on the plant. Am I getting this right? And then the aphid produces this nectar, and the ant comes along and drinks the nectar, and therefore it eats anything else that's on the plant. So it's kind of like a defense mechanism for the plant. Uh, Similar. No, no. A- aphids Wait. are a bit special. Okay. Aphids will actually get farmed by ants. So ants will oh. find aphids and will go, "Oh, let's nurture this," and and they and they stop the aphids from escaping and they create an environment where the aphids are really content and they will drink the nectar from the aphids. Oh, that's what it is. So Uh, if you want to get rid of your aphids, you get rid of the ants who are farming them underneath. Oh, right. Okay, I see. Uh, But in this case, the insects are leaving their larvae in the crops that will eventually come out and eat the crops. And the ants are going, well, I'm no, I have no interest in the crops, but I want that larvae. And oh. they go up and they just eat the baby insects. So, so you, you've, attracted, you've attracted the ants with sugar. Yeah. And then the ants eat the other problems. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yep. So the ants feed on insect larvae. It's not that Coca-Cola is dealing a chemical death. It's attracting life. So we should all drink more Coke. Uh, I'm not sure how you managed to come to that. Well, it brings life. So Coke adds life. Oh, I see. All right, fine. Yeah, all right, sure. Everyone, drink Coke. Drink Coke. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. The new sponsor for Smart Enough No Better. If they want to give us money, we will take their money. We'll take their money, money. and we'll support it as a life-giving thing yes. that helps yep. farmers as well. Yep, that's good. Come on, come on, Coca-Cola. You've got a lot of money. It's fine. Or we'll go to talk to Pepsi. We'll play that game. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And Greg at smartenough.org. You can follow us on Twitter at SE2KB. And Facebook SE2KB. And get along to iTunes and subscribe and hey. rate and review us. Yes, only fives. You only said fives. That's no, fine. Whatever you like. But yes, fives. Get in there. It help us. I know we say it, but saying it again. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, because it helps us. It really does help us. You may have noticed that there was no walk of shame segment. That's right. We, no one found anything wrong with the we previous episode. We were 100% right. So, if you do find something wrong that someone has said incorrect in the podcast yes. or has made an assumption which has made an ass out of you and I'm someone sure. else and <laughs> if it was Greg that made the mistake then send it to me dan at smartenough.org That's and right. if it was me that made the mistake send it to greg at smartenough.org it's always more fun to rub it at the other person's face in it <laughs> Now, if you're listening to this podcast just after it comes out and you live in the lovely city of Perth in Western Australia or in travelling distance, you could see us both in Speed the Movie the Play, which will be a part of the Perth Fringe Festival. Absolutely. Get along to the Perth Fringe Festival website and look up Speed the Movie the Play. And you will get to see us and something else that we do is very exciting. Yes. If you like beautiful wedding photography, please check out a pseudo sponsor. My lovely wife, the Frog Princess, has got a website called whisperandsing.com. Check it out for beautiful 
wedding photos. Right. And if you're getting married, consider employing her to shoot your wedding. And even if you're not getting married, you can give her money and she'll creep on other people's weddings and you can just look at those photos all you like. Like if you've got an ex yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like looking at yeah. their stuff on Facebook and, you and, go, like, and they're, like, they're about to get married. They're you, about to get married. You're get like, onto the frog oh, princess. who's this guy? Yeah. Get yeah. the frog princess and she'll take photos. Pre-wedding photos. Oh, compromising. Big zoom lens. Uh, yeah, she's pretty good. Steady Shots hand. of people looking awkward and getting out of cars yeah, and shaky yeah. black and white. She's very good at that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 No questions asked. So, She's yeah. French, so there's no problem. She has no ethics. Yeah. Put, put the whisper into Whisper and Sing with Detective La Frog Princess. <laughs> so this episode, like we've been upset women and French people. That's great. That's right. And my wife, who and is you... both. <laughs> yeah. And that's the worst result of all. <laughs> Wait, we've done very badly here. <laughs> and as we always like to say... Cocad's life! Um, I don't, this doesn't actually on the podcast particularly. I'll just hit the record button and stop you. Well, beep, there it is. Beep. It said. I went to get money back off my health insurance, and the ladies went, You've got to start claiming more. Do you wear glasses? I went, No. How are, you, how are your feet? Do you have problems walking? Yeah, no, I'm fine. My feet are fine. Uh, physiotherapy, honestly, I'm, I, I would go if I. I there's got to be something. I went, go get a massage or something. Went, there's no point. I don't get anything from it. It's, it's like annoying to be touched by another person. And then she went, But you could go to a chiropractor. You could have heard a pin drop. Because I was like, or I could just go to someone who actually knows what they're doing. And she went, oh, I really like chiropractors. And I went, hmm. Then you had that terrible silence again. And I went. And then she started to really wish for you to have something to spend money on. <laughs> yes. when you have it. Well, if you get hit by a car, if you get struck by a car or something, then That's right. it's coming real handy. Or maybe. Mr. Wah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that she tried to read me and read me so wrong. She's like, oh. Uh, you can claim it on homeopathy too, oh, Mr. Wah. You can claim, oh, that don't, I wasn't even going to mention it. Now you've got me going. And I can claim aromatherapy and Reiki. Why am I playing premium so other people cannot get touched and smell stuff? But you love not getting touched. Well, you I'm just not, explained. But I don't have don't to like pay getting... for it. I don't want to pay 100 bucks for someone not to touch me. Just don't touch me. I don't know. I reckon you would pay 100 bucks if someone was touching you to, <laughs> to stop. Is that Reiki, though? That... I read a theory that said the fact that China was so good at making porcelain, it's such a great material, is the reason they fell behind in the science race with the West. Well, they never invented glass. They didn't make glass, yeah, because yeah. they didn't need to. They're like, why would we get glass? Glass is crap. It's rubbish compared to porcelain. And it is. It's rubbish in all ways, except one, optically. Yeah. It's better optically. Glass is better. And so they... So they... Hard to make a telescope out of bone china. That's right. Though they tried. <laughs> Everything's white. <laughs> That moon's looking very bright today. Yeah, I, just, I think that was really interesting. So it's kind of go how the world is different. So you had a, one technology, the East technology was much further advanced than the Western technology, far, far advanced. Yep. And then they just, due to one, not a mistake, just a choice. It all, and then now my brain goes, what choice had we made now in the 20th century or in the 19th century even 
it's 21st century, I suppose, in the last couple of hundred years, that we go, we're so amazing, but we've totally missed this other thing, which would be even better. Like, I wonder what that thing is that another civilization would go, you idiots, make, don't make bone china, make glass, you morons. Make antigrav. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you've totally, you made, you made Stevenson's rocket, you should have made a spaceship. Or- Spent all that time making environmentally friendly recyclables and stuff. You should have been making, like, baby harp seal powered antigrav mats. <laughs> you left your planet and cleaned it. Everyone knows that if you just squeeze the life out of a baby, seal and use its eyeballs you can clean every oil spill it's really easy one baby seal kilometers of oil cleaned you morons just grabbing a baby seal and wiping oil <laughs> on ducks and pelicans and it's stuff like, just its eyes dan don't be a monster just you gotta squeeze its eyes out with your thumbs and then turn it into a paste and then boom clean up the environment Can't you just get the the thing itself and just wipe it down with the what are you <laughs> Just these little flippers flipping around. And you're like, and you just sit there crying, going, I had to do this to save the environment. Oh, God, I'm a monster. And what's really weird is it only works for vegans. <laughs> and only wringing out the oil on, on like a swan. <laughs> the chief scientists of the world, this is not working at all. Ah, uh, it's because the vegan's not crushing the life out of a baby seal. Ah, uh, it makes perfect sense. Though. Perfect sense. <laughs> can, can we make meat eaters just not eat? Eggs and cheese and get eggs. out, you filthy animal! <laughs> it's it's the emotional power pain that makes this work. Don't, don't you know sci- any sort of science? Certainly not this one. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's like social science, but unsocial science. <laughs> Welcome to my friendship group, unsocial science. <laughs> anyway, we'll play that game. You have been... I was talking right through that. Were you? Yeah, sorry. Now I'm talking through it. Ah...